Welcome to Heavily Meditated, a podcast celebrating human potential. Meditations, interviews, tools, trainings, and more designed to take you higher. Let's raise the collective consciousness together. This episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast is brought to you by The Ultimate Up Level. This is our results-based intensive mentorship for driven entrepreneurs ready for the ultimate up level that goes directly into your subconscious mind, removes limiting programming holding you back, and recalibrates your entire being for unlimited success. This is our 12-week one-on-one intensive mentorship with expert-level training from master mindset coaches, advanced-level meditation instruction, rapid transformational therapy, curated high-touch support, loving but firm accountability, and a -a once-in-a-lifetime luxury VIP experience. You'll even receive a custom meditation package in the mail designed just for you to help take your meditations to an entirely new level. If you're a motivated and driven entrepreneur ready to reach your highest levels of success and joy, or even if you're a new-to-the-game entrepreneur who wants to build a strong foundation to grow from, Maybe you're a successful entrepreneur facing anxiety, stress, and the future of burnout after building your own business and empire. Or maybe you're someone who knows you desire and deserve more from life, but are just unsure how to get it. And if you're desperate to begin living the life you know you were meant for, then this program is for you. This is not a group coaching program, and it's not a self-study. It goes way beyond traditional therapy, and it goes beyond the typical one-on-one experience. The ultimate up level is more transformative than that. It's designed for you to become more intimate with yourself. It's you taking the time to press pause on your life as you know it, as you know yourself, so you can go deeper and further than you ever have been into your own psyche, into what makes you, you, and what you're ready to change about yourself to get what you really, really want out of your one precious life. This is the real work, and it's the work very few are willing to take on, But speaking from our own experience and our clients, it's the most rewarding work of all, and we're going to make it effortless and easy. It's the work that will allow you to live an extraordinary life, a life that most only dream of, a life that you're truly, unequivocally in love with, a life where you're deeply happy, loved, fulfilled, and at peace, a life of freedom. If you're ready to make the commitment to doing the work and up-leveling every area of your life, then please hop on over to the website right now. Check out the ultimate up level. You can sign up there, learn all the details. And if you have any questions, we're here to help. Wishing you so much love. And we can't wait for you to begin this journey for your ultimate up level. Hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you very soon. All right, shall we, shall we begin? I think we have three, two, one. I think we're recording. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. Well, welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast. I'm Scott Roberts, your host for today's episode, as well as the co-founder with my amazing wife, Emily. And today on the podcast on our expert interview series, we have none other than Victoria Fenton. And Victoria is actually a functional and performance medicine consultant, as well as human design and gene keys expert. And she's a transformational master coach. So, uh, she's been in the personal development industry and healthcare for almost 20 years, um, and she's worked with some of the most exceptional doctors and greatest spiritual teachers, and now Victoria actually helps bridge the worlds of science and spirituality, offering you know more of a holistic approach for individuals to heal from suffering. And so for anybody that's been listening to the podcast for any time, you know that's one of our big, big, big focuses that we have with everything that we do here on the podcast. So it makes complete and total sense that we have Victoria here on the show today. So I'm super excited to have her with us. I hope everybody will give her a nice warm round of applause from your home while you're listening to this on your local podcast favorite. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here and talking with you. Well, so um, one of my little jokes I like to say at the beginning is just tell me your life story, begin at birth, and just move quickly to forward to today in about like five minutes. <laughs> right, and it's so difficult because as you just introduced me, I have been in this world for 20 years, and obviously within this world, a lot of that is a personal journey where you start because you need the service that you're seeking, and it isn't right. easily available. So. Right. 
the very short version is that I became unwell at 17. And that was drastic in the sense that it completely interrupted everything about my life. So I, I'm, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from the UK and I was in a very successful school heading to Cambridge to read English. Wow. And eventually um, I had to drop out completely because I got so unwell I couldn't go back to school. Yeah. And that took the shape of chronic digestive problems mm. that were initially diagnosed as eating disorders because yeah. I was just being sick after every single meal. And that clearly takes you on a journey of, well, is it an eating disorder? Do I need to actually do some inner work? So into psychotherapy and counseling, both seeking those professional supporters, but also thinking, hang on a second, this doesn't make any sense. I need to study this discipline. It's just kind of my nature. I'm like, I'll just investigate it. Right. So I did. And so, and I was lucky enough to be exposed to the founder of human design right before I even got unwell and also the founder of Gene Keys. So I knew these people in my personal world and was like, self-awareness is everything. If I just know enough about myself, the problems will be fixed, I'll be better, and then I can get on with the rest of my life. And unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, that was not the case. And so after many years of trying many different various spiritual and you know, self-awareness and inner work disciplines, um, I finally, after a decade, had a diagnosis. And it transpired that I'd always been dealing with what is a genetic disorder of connective tissue malfunction. And what had happened when I got sick was I'd ruptured my esophagus and a whole cascade of physiological things had occurred. So cue my typical, oh no, I need to investigate another thing. Um, I started studying the science of uh, physiology, the digestive system, the nervous system as well, and the communication between all the physical systems couldn't find anyone to help me because I was basically too weird. So I ended up going, no, I need to like study this myself and like practiced and studied functional medicine before it was even really available in the UK. I was kind of like finding courses on the internet and nutrition and naturopathy and have been on a professional journey since then. So probably for the last eight to nine years have been trying to work out where all of this fits together and what to prioritize and what comes first, whether the body is key, whether the inner world is key, what's the most important bits, hence the bridging. Because eventually I realized that this isn't one or the other. It isn't this thing or that thing. Everything matters is what I tend to say. And so that's where my personal practices come from, but also the training that I do now with coaches and healing professionals incorporates or tries to incorporate all of it in a way that teaches the separate things, but also teaches the science of integration, which is where I really get obsessed. So that was the shortest version possible. <laughs> that was perfect. I mean, almost exactly five minutes. I think that's just the most perfect, most concise timing ever. So that's great. <laughs> well, and, you know, as I'm, as I'm listening to you talk, you know, so for those that have been listening to this podcast for any time, they, you know, they know that we have had uh, an amazing friend of ours, Trisha Burke, on the on the show a couple times now, and Trisha has been really, really just instrumental in introducing us to really amazing people within the field that we all share, and that's the you know field of human consciousness and empowering people to become the best version of themselves in one way or another. And you know, we end up meeting people like yourself that <laughs> have so like similar stories that sometimes it's it's almost funny and scary. Because I know probably you may have had this experience. I certainly did that when I was going through my trials and tribulations that were a result of very similar things to what you're talking about. I often felt like, am I just like completely crazy? Like this doesn't happen to anybody else but me. Like I can't find anybody saying that this is their experience. And yet here we are together, two people on completely different sides of the world and the universe, whatever you want to say, and we have such similar stories. So I think that's that's what you know. Hopefully, if anybody's listening to this, they're you know they're hearing that that there is always somebody out there that's having a very similar experience to yours, and they are on a journey just like you, trying to become the best version of themselves and figuring out how to heal. And so, the fact that you've done that and now you're offering it with the Unveil Academy, it's just it's it's fantastic. So yeah, I applaud you for. Mm going through that looking for the answers getting the answers and then like so many of us once you get those answers you just want to shout it from the rooftops and the mountaintops and just let everybody know that hey you know there is a better way (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely and you're so right there's so much that is i think sometimes you have to do this on your own in the darkness in the wilderness because that's where people really find what they're made of um 
but I think only a few people have to do that. Like, and my kind of mission in life is, okay, I had to go through it, but I don't want anyone else to have to feel like there is darkness that they cannot find support in or a world where they cannot find someone who at least has the capacity to know even a small part of how to get them onto the next part of the journey. So that's my mission. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that is so much of the truth that, you know, I think it does take these people that had to go through it the hard way and learn all the hard lessons to help those that they want to keep from having to suffer that way. You know, I, that's, that's certainly been our big mission with everything we do is that we just want to let people know that we see you, we understand we've been there, but you don't have to go through it the way that we did or the way that other people have, right? Please take the easier route. <laughs> yes, yes. There is an easier way to do things. You don't have to suffer on your own. You don't have to wonder what the heck's going on. There is a better way. And so, yeah, that's, that's always good. Well, you know, speaking of that, you know, I, I know one of, so, so something you brought up was that you went through traditional therapy and, you know, uh, you know obviously, you know, uh, traditional medicine and, and that sort of thing, but you found like a more holistic approach that worked. And, you know, I had very similar experience that, you know, I had tried therapy, like, you know, just really went down the whole path of traditional therapy, medication, all that. And, and it just didn't work for me. And I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, you know, I'm never going to bash the profession of therapy, never talk bad about taking medication. I know it helps so many people. It just didn't work for me. It made things much, much worse. But when I found something that did work for me, I thought to myself, well, there's probably other people who have had similar experiences. So why don't I share my experience about it? And, you know, thus part of the podcast, heavily meditated instead of heavily medicated as I once was. So, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the ways that has helped me. Are there any like practices that you found that really work for you and that you're sharing now through like the Unveil Academy? I think it's interesting because I like you, I never bash functional medicine, sorry, but conventional medicine, just because I'm a functional medicine professional. Yeah. I, there is a, I, they saved my life on yeah. Yeah. at least five separate occasions. My life was saved by a con, being in a conventional medis, yeah. medicine setting because yeah. I was very, very, very compromised physically. Yeah. Yeah. I think the difference that I notice within holistic or more alternative practices is actually the space and time that is allowed for a person to be in an experience. Yeah. And so it almost doesn't matter whether I'm sitting here with a functional medicine hat on or my, my human design hat on or my kind of master coach hat on. It, it's like, I'm just allowing time for your experience to be valid for you. And I think the one thing that makes the most sense to me is that even if someone is right in the midst of a story, that story is relevant. What they are feeling, experiencing, the sensations they're going through. And even if nobody else around you is validating it, validating it for yourself is the most important thing. And it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be permanent. It doesn't have to have a scientific background of explanation. It just is. And it's real for you right now. And therefore, at the biggest reason we don't validate this stuff is because we were taught somehow in our youth that what we were feeling wasn't accurate by by parents by anything it doesn't matter and we can name that trauma or we can just name it what it was but we tend to get into this pattern of adults of well this can't be true like i can't find my symptoms on dr google or i can but it instantly leads me to like something terrible slash death and it's like (laughs) it can't be true and it's like your your lived experience is your lived experience and if literally no one else is going to validate it for you right now the first person that has to and gets to validate it is you and it, it's us and we i think for me there was a lot of what would now be termed gaslighting in my kind of medical journey right. it wasn't even a word then yeah. that me- me- meant anything yeah. um but it's a huge trauma because my, it's literally to suffocate someone's natural expression is traumatizing in and of itself so the first yeah. person we have to start with is us to say this is real this is what's happening and the beauty of like owning that is it transitions very quickly if we actually allow it to be and all emotions and all sensations actually move if we allow them it's the most fascinating thing just yeah. be aware and things change and that's sort of the first place i start with everyone yeah yeah well yeah and you and you tapped on something very important there the word aware it's like you know so often I know when I was first going through therapy, I was trying to explain to my psychiatrist, I was like, I feel like I have two brains. Like, I feel like one part of me is very logical and is very grounded and just knows exactly what to do. And then there's this other 
crazy part of me that is always like throwing a wrench in the works and wanting to just mess up everything. And I'm explaining to this, you know, to a trained psychiatrist and he, he didn't really like help me understand what that meant. It, he just kind of looked at it as, well, yes, that could be a chemical imbalance in your brain. You probably just need to take this antidepressant. You'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, these were specialists in the field, you know, that I went to over mm-hmm. a period of years. Um, but so it, it, it you know, it was once I became aware of the duality of my mind and that, yes, you literally do have two brains in a way and they are functioning in very different ways. One is to help you survive and will do anything it takes to help you survive and the other is more logical and creative and all that. But so, yeah, you know, becoming aware of yourself and how you personally need assistance, how you personally need to grow, how you personally need to learn becomes such a such a big help like being aware of that that is a, a big step absolutely and i think in terms of when you talk about brains and like we aren't just a brain we're a brain and a body yeah. so yeah. and then that's not two separate things either that's a whole holistic mess of stuff that if we're trying to rationalize it good luck yeah, <laughs> but right. it's not about rationalizing it because there's so much of us that is designed to be unconscious if we were aware of everything all the time yeah. our brains would be overtaxed taxed we'd be exhausted we need so much more sleep it's just not healthy but we've gone all the way to the other extreme of not really understanding that there is there's a soup of chemistry happening 24 7 all the time and finding that route through isn't always going to follow a logical pattern of this that and the other it's got to be a real veneration for the sensations that are actually happening and actually really respecting that you know just because it is doesn't mean it's a problem and i think that's the thing about awareness awareness without attachment it's what is is there's no meaning there's no conclusion there's no secondary sentence there just is the sentence that says this is what is happening right now and that's it and the more we can come back to that acceptance from awareness the less extra stuff we pile on ourselves in terms of expectation and lack of compassion yeah well and i was listening to one of I think it was your most uh, recent episode. I know you were talking to one of your coaches and, and, and you were doing an exercise on the podcast about kind of coming into that present moment. And, and I know that that is such a big thing that just really doesn't happen for so many people. I think that so many people are so focused on forward momentum, on the external world, that they don't take the time to just slow down and become aware of the fact that there is only the present moment. The past is an illusion. The future is paranoia and fears at their worst. Like it's all we have is the present moment. And when you take time and become practiced at really becoming aware of the present moment, it changes your physiology. Everything within your nervous system changes. You know, we do it through breath work and Emily does rapid transformational therapy, there's, there's ways that you can access your subconscious, your autonomic nervous system. You can access parts of your brain and your body that are not accessible simply by moving forward with everything and analyzing every situation that happens as it's good, it's bad, it's because of this, it's because of it, but simply saying that it is. <laughs> well, and just to double click on a word you said there, you said practice and, and that for me is the really important thing because I am a recovering run a million miles an hour person. Nope. <laughs> you know, I'm in the, still in the active process of recovery of that yeah. um, because being in the present moment was the scariest thing for me. Like yeah. I had a lot of history, which meant that there was a lot of trauma, yeah. which led to me feeling like being in my body in the present moment is literally the one thing in the world that I cannot do. Yeah. And it's funny, like talking about meditation, the reason I got so obsessed with the meditation practice is that I found it so impossible because I couldn't, didn't want to, for love nor money, sit still and meditate. And so that practice, and I really would love people who are listening to this thinking, how do I meditate or whatever else they're thinking, like maybe they're die hard and hardcore by now, but it's like just five seconds is enough to begin with because you're you're introducing yourself to present moment situations yeah. and that might be way too much for your nervous system to cope with yeah. initially yeah. and it really does require this oscillation back and forwards and yeah. the coach that i was speaking with on our latest podcast will reason is a somatic experiencing expert and this is the whole process of being in the whole human recognizing that we all carry trauma and yes there are roots through but if you find it difficult first time, 
that's okay. It's a trauma response. If you really want to be in the future or the past, it's okay. It's a trauma response. It's natural. It's normal. It's totally, totally biologically appropriate. And you still get to work with it and change and move into and out of. And slow, 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 (laughs) slow, even more slowly is the way. Because it's the only way to have the experiential newness of oh, I can actually be with myself right now, rather than, oh, I was with myself for like an hour and that was horrific, which is what most people tend to do when they try something like meditation. It's like, I'm going to sit, I'm doing it for an hour. And it's like, "Mm, you can't go from zero to 60 minutes and think your nervous system is going to be happy with that process. It's just not going to work. Yeah. And it's, you know, so much of it is just not understanding. Like, you know, we're, you know, we're not like taught how to pay attention. We're not taught how to focus. We're not taught how to meditate for the most part. And when you first start learning it, it can seem very overwhelming. When you think of someone who can sit down in silence, like doing a Vipassana retreat or something, you don't, you know, you don't go from type A up at 5 a.m., knocking out more stuff by nine than most people do in a month. You don't just go from that to like walking into a silent meditation retreat. It's just it's just not the way that our physiology works. We can't do that. So I know that's one of the things we've talked about so many times on the show is that just start where you are and realize that if you're the type of person that is a very forward thinking and action oriented person, don't start meditation by trying to stop everything and just sit down for an hour instead wear out your body, do some physical activity, do a yoga asana practice, do something that tires your body and allows you to calm down more. And then you can get into more silent meditation and slow meditation. But until then, find something that you can be active in and moving in. And then that way it gives your, you know, your monkey mind some purpose so that it's not like trying to sabotage every silent moment you have. Yeah. Well, and I find it hilarious because I, in my private clinic practice, I do work a lot with high performers and they are the kind of people who go from like 60 to 80 hour working weeks. They're trying to do some kind of like ultra running something in in the background and and their choice would be to book like a five day silent Vipassana retreat. And I'm like, physiologically, no, you'll explode on about day three and everything that you've been repressing by your constancy of movement will come all the way back up (laughs) and you're just asking for problems. But it is that instinct. It's like, how can I do this quickly? And my learning slowly, slowly learning, but slowness is the only way. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, that's, and, and, you know, we've had um, somebody on the show before that, you know, does these sensorial experiences and, and David Brower talked about like, I, you know, how often do we really experience eating our food? How often do we really experience like enjoying our senses? You know, I think we're, you know, as you said, you know, earlier, there is that fear that so many people can have of being present with themselves, like really sitting in the dark and listening to all those thoughts that come up and (laughs) recognizing them, that can be really, really scary. So that's, you know, when you, when you allow yourself to begin to experience life again, it can become like technicolor, but you have to start slow. You know, you can't just jump in both feet (laughs) into the deep end of sensory experience and expect everything to go perfectly. No, and, and and it's so common for people with traumatic histories mm-hmm. to then go, do you know what, I'm, I just let me run the gauntlet of this. And they're almost doing it in a traumatized, sympathetically overdriven state yeah. to run through as quickly as possible. And yeah. I deal a lot with people with complex chronic illness where they're so hypersensitive to the environment around them, particularly mm-hmm. digestively, like it's one yeah. of my specialisms, of course yeah. it would be, <laughs> right? And it's yeah. so, but, you know, sit and enjoy your food. It's yeah. like, it sparks terror because you actually don't want to be aware of the sensations that you're going through. And that is, it's valid. It's a real true statement. So we start somewhere else. We don't start, I don't start helping my people with kind of food problems with food. Like we start with experiencing pleasure in looking at nature, looking at a sunset, stroking a dog, like whatever it is that can allow you to sensorily connect that is not in your threat state. And then your nervous system knows what it feels like to be with the sensations of pleasure. And then things can migrate. And then the transferable skills, like our systems are really simple. Like the chemistry is kind of similar in in places. So pleasure is pleasure. It's not pleasure with food is over here and pleasure with like looking at a beautiful flower is over here. It's just pleasure. So when the nervous system's 
used to it and pleasure can be super threatening to begin with yeah. but when this nervous system gets used to it it can expand its sense sense of that sensation across the spectrum of inputs yeah well and you know as you said you know the word that was coming to mind was like the transfer and and it is that like if you if you know that you've had trauma around food or if you've had trauma around sex you've had trauma around anything it's it's easier for you to be able to go into a compartment that's not within where you had that trauma. So again, like you said, like finding a way to experience joy and to experience without having to go right into that source of trauma, but instead, and then you can transfer that to that trauma yes. and help heal it. So. Yes, and it's exactly the opposite of something like exposure therapy, which right. I'm not a fan on, and I, yeah, a fan no, of, no. and I feel has been rather discredited. Yeah. Um, but it is—it's very—it's um, using the the construction of this human vehicle mm -hmm. to its absolute capacity of like usefulness. It, there, there's a complete sense that this thing over here can affect that thing over there and using it and supporting it and also bringing in things like creativity. Yeah. Now, a lot of the responses that we get when things have been traumatizing is shutdown because it's what we do. It's one of the trauma responses, that freeze response is the shutdown. Yeah. And opening that up doesn't have to be around the one thing that you feel like you shut down around. Opening right. shutdown can happen globally yeah. in different ways. Yeah, so everybody listening, mic drop moment right there that is something that you can you can have amazing transformation in your life when you when you look at it that way that yeah exposure therapy to me is one of the most horrific things that i could possibly think of to experience because i have tried it and mm -hmm. it is it is very intense to to not just you know obviously we all want to be able to deal with our quote-unquote problems or our challenges or our obstacles whatever you want to call them but there's a, a safe way that you can do that. There's a very nurturing way that you can do that. It doesn't have to be, well, this is an issue and a trauma in your life. You have to dive in just headfirst into it and experience all that pain and suffering again so that you can grow and come out on the other side. It's kind of like the, you know, the whole trend that's going around with you know, the ayahuasca retreats and all that sort of thing where you want to just deal with those demons and all that and i'm like ah, there's there's a there's a nicer way that you can do that that doesn't hurt as bad well and that's automatic and i think that's the thing that people don't fully understand so all of my companies there's a theme everything's about uncovering unveiling is the name of my academy my clinic is called aletheia and aletheia is a greek word for truth but also unconcealed the, the reason these names are part of what I do is because the truth isn't, oh, add something out there, like give me a strategy, how can I externally add something? Right. It's about removing the layers, and yeah. layers is the key word. It's not like rip off the band-aid. Right. It's slowly uncovering the layers to understand yeah. what is there underneath, yeah. what is your organic truth and the emanating essence of you by removing. And so when you're thinking about like the difference between exposure therapy and like just do everything and face it, face the demons. Yeah. We're never going to get rid of our shadows. Yeah. We have shadows. Everyone has shadows. Yeah. You don't need to face them. You just need to know what they are and become aware of them. And that's just uncovering and allowing yourself to become intimately familiar with your particular brand or breed, if you like, of stuff and complexity and your behavioral things. And from awareness, as we started, you can then say, okay, well, that's an adaptation strategy, which is super successful, but I'm gonna just actually know when I use it, versus that's an adaptation strategy, which is actually damaging my health or the, some, the health or the something of someone around me. And you can choose from a place of awareness to go, okay, so either where does that come from and do the analysis of it, or feel into where it's living inside you and understand the neurological genesis and work to, to re-pattern and re-nurture and re-parent essentially yourself around that thing. Yeah. But it's all an inside job. It's all like what's here, not what's out there and how can I shove my face in my trauma and like heal and use an external agent like psychedelics. How, yeah. it's, it's, add, it's an addition that has a place yeah. but isn't the whole purpose and the whole thing that's necessary for healing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, after watching many documentaries and talking to many people who've experienced those type of things, and you know, they've they have all shared one basic common thread, and that's that you know, many of them tried something like that without really doing a lot of work going into it. 
So they were experiencing something that intense and that epic and very forceful um, very quickly for the first mm-hmm. time and doing it in a way that's it's, it's forcing enlightenment on you uh, very quickly and, and often very, very painfully. And then many times people aren't capable of really, they're not prepared to handle what comes up during something like that. Whereas when you become more familiar with yourself slowly over a period of time so that it becomes less fearful, less stressful, less difficult for you to sit down with yourself and listen to your thoughts and not judge them, not look at yourself poorly because, oh my God, I'm not doing this right. Why can't I sit down and be quiet? Why is that thought keep popping up? That's so ridiculous. Why should I, you know, instead when you take that slow approach, it, it, it helps. And I, and I think the thing for me that just seems logical in my head, but possibly it's because I spent so long contemplating consciousness, is that we are consciousness having a human experience. Yeah. And I think that the humanness of our experience is the difficult bit. Like it, yeah. it's yeah. the being us with the neocortex that can have self-reflected consciousness, that has comparison culture, that like yeah. can analyze what we did last week and feel shame or guilt. That's the problem. Yeah. So when you've got the, the complication is the humanness bit, why am I going to a substance that's going to blow my human consciousness and connect me to the oneness when that's not the place that the difficulty is? The difficulty is here on this plane. And I get that sometimes people need an experience of being part of the oneness and part of the consciousness to actually know that that's something that they are connected to. And that is one element of benefit. But there's also the reality that so often people are just seeking the external thrill ride because that's a safer place for them. And, you know, we have a leaving pattern it's a personality pattern that we type in one of the models of kind of development and it's like yeah. you've got that pattern <laughs> trying to leave is literally part of your complication with having a human experience and that's what we're here to do so i'm yeah. i'm very human in my desire to be here resolving this world rather than going off to the next yeah and it's it, you know it can be an amazing experience when you tap into the oneness of the universe and many times people do it you know on their own through meditation, through transcendental mm-hmm. experiences. Other times people use substances to do it, but but that's not the place to live all the time. That's not the place that you can function in a human world. You know, it's it's important to have the the reverence for the amazing life that is beyond this human experience and to realize that we're part of something so much bigger. But there's so much fun to be in this human experience when you learn to, you know, identify and sit with all the things that are part of that human experience and not just try and push them away and, and, and think that that's what's weak within you or something that, you know, you should be so much bigger than you are as this human person. Mm-hmm. The human part's the fun part. You know, that's what gets us to connect, like, physically with one another, to, you know, to hug, mm-hmm. to hold one another, to play with puppies, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I always see, and a part of this is because I was trained by Ra in human design, and he would always say this stuff where it was like, or not. So any, he'd say a sentence, and then he'd say, or not. And it was really frustrating to, like, a 16, 17-year-old who just wanted some kind of constructive thing of yeah. knowledge that would help me heal. But what I really grasped over a long period of time from what he was saying is the duality of things. So the very thing that breaks us down, the disconnect, the severance of human like being with yeah. is the very thing that heals us. Yeah. And the only thing that truly heals human beings is being human and being with humanness and our humanness, other humans, the regulation of us on this plane as a human consciousness, not this kind of existential global consciousness. And it speaks right back to the very first thing I said about, you know, the time that's allowed for being with in a holistic medical approach is a lot of the medicine. You know, literally listening to someone's life story for an hour and a half in an initial consultation, I can say nothing and they will feel better because someone was with their experience. Yeah. And that's healing. Mm Yeah, and, and, and two, you know, being that, being that conscious observer of their experience, listening to them, letting them talk it out, to just sound that out to you and not be judged by you, to not have you interrupt them and tell them, well, actually, you know, that sort of thing, but to just be that listener that lets them say what they need to say, get it off their chest, and as they're talking they start to hear what they're saying and start to make their own conclusions, and then you're helping them just simply 
say, yeah, that's that's a very good conclusion you came to. That that makes total yeah. sense. I see that now. So. And also, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah. Like, as a coach, that's the, one of the most powerful mm. phrases I have because the, they may never hear it from the person that they actually need the apology from, yeah. but that doesn't fully matter. Yeah. Someone holding them in the room and saying, I am so sorry that happened to you. That should never have happened. Yeah. Is like medicine. That's mm -hmm. so nourishing. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not complicated to be a human healing someone else. And that, you know, that's why we train coaches because it's not in a million and one modalities, although we do do that, but it's mostly, there's a heck of a lot in our course, which is just how to be with another human without letting your stuff transfer or get in the way or bring up fear inside you that's part of the training yeah absolutely well and and that's super important because you know so often i know it's it's very easy right now for anyone to become a quote-unquote expert on human consciousness and to become a coach if that's what they want to call themselves or whatever but there is a level that can be attained and that you can you can get help on a whole different level when you're with a coach that understands it isn't about just listening long enough so that you can tell them what to do <laughs> right it's yeah right you know it's you know it's more about truly understanding their experience and drawing on your part you know personal and professional knowledge to to gain insights into what they're talking about but not to judge what they're saying and not just waiting for them to be quiet so that you can tell them <laughs> what they should be doing. Say your piece. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. And it's about, you know, not having an agenda, but it's, yeah. it, it's so, it, people who are attracted to being a coach, particularly people who are attracted to doing a coaching course, which is like a weekend, or yeah. maybe just calling themselves a life coach on the internet. Yeah. Um, they tend to be the people who have read a book and found some benefit in there because they had some kind of pattern of trauma or something yeah. happening within them and they haven't fully done their work, right. or they may be in the process of it, but it does become a, a sort of expression of, you know, I know I'm right, wait till I can enforce my point upon you. Yeah. Whereas the goal of coaching is not to tell people what to do, it's to invite out of themselves that yeah. inspired divine themness, mm -hmm. which allows them to know. Um, mm -hmm. And also to navigate that relationship, because in the first moment you get into like a coaching relationship, people will see you as their second brain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> be like, what should I do here? What should I do here? Like, and and what, what should I do about this situation? And it's like, uh -huh. and so many times you just want to tell them, but, but it wouldn't be true. It would be what I would do in the situation, right. not what that person, quote unquote, should do. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it brings up an image. I remember one of my wife's and I's favorite movie is It's Complicated. It's that movie with Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin, Steve, Steve Martin. But there's a, there's a scene where she's going to her therapist and she's like, look, I know how this works. I come to you for years and you listen and I work things out. I get it. But today, I just need you to tell me what to do. <laughs> and so often that's what we're looking for, right? You know, we're looking for somebody. We just want to walk in and say, this is what I need help with. Tell me what to do Tell me and what quickly. To do. And that, you know, and that's the, the difference between therapy and coaching. And in, uh, my, my, I hate all the words. I yeah, hate yeah, the word right. coach. I hate, Labels, I sort yeah. of hate the word therapist. I just yeah. like, I hate them. Yeah. Um, but what I try and do in my work is bridge that gap between therapy and coaching. Yeah. Because I'm not a therapist. I'm not just going to let you, I'm not here for you to buy into decades of talking stuff out to me and yeah. me sitting in a room saying nothing. I have too many opinions for that. Yeah. Um, but what it is, is for me, it's that sense of I will listen and I will assimilate through my nervous system and I will help you co-regulate and process with you so that you feel in a different place. Yeah. And there will absolutely be times that I will throw suggestions out, but I start all of my client packages by saying, I will always, I'm always happy to be wrong. I will always say things that you can fire down. There is stuff for you to like push against within this coaching relationship. And that's the only reason I'm saying any kind of opinion. It's a, yeah. it's a big part of the reason why I use human design in my coaching. Yeah. So for people who don't know anything about human design, it's kind of a self-awareness tool. It uses a bit of astrology, but it patterns you in terms of how to make decisions. But it's also much to do with the way you resonate with the world around you. So how your aura interfaces with the world around you. It's very complicated. It's a whole science in and of itself. Um, but at its simplest, 
I know how to interface with my clients from that perspective of, is this the person who needs to really be invited into telling me their whatever story yeah. or yeah. needing to invite them into something? That's one type of kind of human design type. Mm. Is that this the kind of person who, I just need to throw a ton of ideas at them and see what sticks. It's like throwing stuff at a wall. Is this the person I have to ask yes, no questions to when I'm trying? And that is another reason why I have this bit of toolkit because it really helps me as a coach, which is why I'm, I incorporate it in our coach training, which for clarity is 11 months. It's not a weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, we, and, we take our time. It's a full on year, academic year worth of training because yeah. you need it. Yeah. Well, and this is a perfect segue into the Unveil Academy and everything. So I, you know, I just recently found out about everything that you do there through, you know, through our introduction with Tricia. So I'm, I'm all about hearing everything about it. So tell me, tell our listeners, you know, exactly what it is and you know what you're doing over there. So this is really exciting. This is I the see the excitement in your face when I ask you that. I'm, I'm so I know, excited. I'm, honestly, I'm so excited. I feel like a kid in a sweetie shop. And it, yeah. do you know, it's exciting because it won't take a genius to work out that when I gave you the potted version of my history earlier, yeah. that's a really hard life. It's been a very hard journey. Yeah. Yeah. And what I feel is happening right now with the Unveil Academy is that it's the fruition of that process. It is the, the sense that I, it's going to be bigger than it is right now. This is going to be our first year of teaching this. I've been teaching this in parts and to various people for a long, long time, but this is the first time I've gone, do you know what? It's all going in one course. Mm -hmm where I'm going to be teaching, and it's going to be me leading this. So I, people will get real face time with me. Very intensive, very immersive, but very gentle, very much in the energy that I've been speaking about today, learning process. And we talk about trauma, we talk about the science of the nervous system, but we talk about how that then shows up in behavior patterns and how to work that with a client. We're also going to be including human physiology. So my mm -hmm. functional medicine training will be simplified to allow people to understand the difference in male and female physiology. So how to, how to change what you're doing depending on that but also how to work with complex chronic illnesses, autoimmunity, syndromes, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I will also be doing a whole section on the human design and gene keys, which is an affiliated system, but much more spiritual, much more about shadows and consciousness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But how to incorporate that into your practice so that you know what I was just saying, you know, how to, to speak to your client in a way that they will really resonate with what you're saying, rather than it being a disconnect. Um, we do a whole bit on somatics, so really embodying practices and tracking things. There's um, inner child work, parts work, some gestalt techniques, some NLP. So basically making truly holistic, multi-skilled practitioners, but there's a lot of space in the container to allow for the integration, like allowing people to learn all the rules and then throw them away and go, well, who am I as a coach? And that's my goal with this whole first year of training, but also as the academy grows and this course expands and becomes longer, it's very much about how to create healing humans who know the tools and the techniques, but they also feel like they have a, a big map, which is like how to get out of deep water when you step into it with a client, which you always do, how to navigate the complexity of a human being that is sitting in front of you, but how to have the embodied confidence to know that you are sovereign in this relationship. And it's not me teaching a technique, it's me teaching people how to find that sovereignty of healingness inside of them. So it's intense and it's designed to be, um, but it's going to be gentle and intense at the same time, which is definitely a paradox, but I'm perfectly sure it's gonna happen. Yeah. But it, you know, it starts in September of this year. And, um, it will be every week, so training and then live Q&As and training and live Q&As almost every week for a whole 11 months with me um, and certification. So if people choose to do extra coaching hours outside of the training and actually practice, then we will be certifying people as Unveil trained coaches and master coaches. So, and then they can become part of my Aletheia network, which is my private clinic network. And I will be able to recommend them to people and as a professional endorsement of being a truly holistic, integrated coach and healing professional. Wow. Such a powerful, powerful program and experience for people to go through. And yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely hear and agree with what you're saying with like it being intense, but also like easy, not easy, but just 
nurturing, you know, because that's, I, you know, I think people sometimes get so scared when they want to undertake something like this because they're, they're just worried. It's going to be too intense. It's going to be too dark. I'm going to go into horrible shadow places and that sort of thing. But there, there is a way that when you're supported in a program like yours that you can, you can be safe and experience things in a way that you haven't been able to before, especially not on your own, and have that support of someone around you that understands and can guide you through that experience in a loving, caring way. And you can come out on the other side just feeling 200 times lighter. It just makes such a difference. Absolutely. And, you know, everything we do at all of my companies is about that felt sense of safety because it it has to be because we are dealing with that kind of nervous system healing essentially Um, and so everything from the way we're delivering the course to the way we are expecting homework to be delivered is multimedia so for people who are neurodivergent who like to do voice notes or want to record fancy videos for us or type it all out in long form everything gets delivered in audio video and uh, transcript and people can submit their homework which is simple Um, it's not difficult Um, but in all of those formats as well like everything we do has been very deeply considered for the fact that one going into a school environment triggers all of our old school wounding like it literally does but two i want people to feel empowered and and just nourished and nurtured love your word nurtured by absolutely everything i do whenever i show up like people listening to this podcast this is the only result i want for people to feel nourished and nurtured by my stuff whatever that is and so when i built this and decided to do it this way i spent a lot of time flowing with the idea of that titration that whole step in and then out and step in that we spoke about earlier with meditation i I spent a long time designing this so you know there's slightly darker modules but very scientific and then we go all the way up to lightness and then we talk about the brain for a bit and just like mindset stuff and i hope it's going to be fun like if anyone's listened to the podcast that i do like i have a a wicked british sense of humor (laughs) even though i'm based in the us and my company's in the us but like it's funny like this stuff is the humor and lightness has to be in it and the cohort's likely to be really small and delicate for that very reason. I want it to be very familial yeah. and we will have community spaces. And I've also decided to do like Friday night hangouts and stuff like that yeah. just because. Yeah. Well, and that is so much fun. And, and it's, and it's being a part of, you know, a community of people that are there for the same basic reason. And that's to address things in their life that they don't feel are optimal, that they feel it could be better. And they want to, become the best version of themselves and they're looking for someone to help guide them on that journey and to be part of a group like that of like-minded people and then be supported by somebody who's a professional and understands how to do that it makes such a big difference and i know there's so many people out there that you know they're often thinking they have to do everything on their own i know when emily and i started our business what long time ago the first business that we started you know the yoga mat company all those years ago like we did everything ourselves like every single part of it i was out there hustling mats at festivals i was contacting (laughs) studios you know she was like doing every single part of the marketing and advertising for us she created social media for us we were just doing everything and we were just working around the clock and we both had full-time jobs when we started it so we were so we were we were you know doing it on our like after work during work sometimes you know and then on the weekends (laughs) and all that but and and it doesn't have to be that way like we don't have to do everything ourselves we can seek out people that have already been there have already done all the you know the work to get past all the same type of stuff that we're dealing with but they can they can give you a different perspective that helps you get through that much much easier and much more quickly so yeah. Yeah. yes and and the whole we call it the unveil family so anyone who's part of our world we call them part of our family for a very specific reason because we often need to find our family in this yeah. world we need to find those people who are in it with us yeah. because our family of origin weren't those people mm-hmm. and you know the way that we've designed the course there's multiple ways to do it so people who want to become coaches can do the whole thing and have a career at the end of it but there's also a curriculum only track you can just study along with people who want to yeah. experiment and be in this place with you yeah. and that's you know i've got several of my old clients want to do it because they're just like yes i want more and we've got a handful of people already signed up going i just i need it for me i don't ever want to use this as a profession i think over time they'll probably want to become coaches because everyone does eventually yeah. they want to help people so yeah. but it, it just is that sense of um 
choosing a a group of people to really do it with, to kind of work the way through the stuff with, so you don't feel so alone. Yeah, yeah. Ah, beautiful stuff. All right. Well, well, you know, I one thing that you know I always like to ask because I know that obviously you've you've done a ton of work with yourself, your own consciousness, your body, everything. Like, I, have you had? any sort of interesting, bizarre, fun, noteworthy experiences during either meditation or some work that you're doing with mindfulness and, and, and that sort of thing? So, I, as I said earlier, my most difficult thing was to get to meditation, to switch everything off. And so actually the best, most noteworthy experience I can give you is the time when I finally sat there and I, did, I hadn't exhausted myself. I just thought, I, I approached it with such a sense of this is never gonna work. <laughs> and I sat there and I just allowed and I felt myself step into my body. And I think the biggest thing I'd been trying to do is like meditation's about the mind, isn't it? I need to, so I'd been so here yeah. and I just dropped right into my sacrum, right into my lower chakras. Yeah. And I felt everything stop for a very, very brief period of time. But for me, that was the most awakening thing. And once I got that meditation was about the whole being, that was my access point. And so that was my one moment of oh, this whole thing makes sense to me now. It's not quietening my mind at right. all. Right. It's a felt sense of stillness. And that was a different thing for me to see. Yeah, that incredible, beautiful moment when kind of everything just stops and you, and you actually, you finally are like, oh, I'm actually okay with actually feeling and being with myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's life-changing when you can feel like, particularly for someone like myself, and it sounds like yourself, I have spent most of my life dissociated and running away from my own body yeah. or feelings or whatever's happening. Um, and that was terrible for a long time and then became very successful, but still wasn't successful in, as in externally successful. I kind of had success in the trappings of a very successful London Harley Street medical practice and had to go... Mm, this is no there, I, there's, there's something that I need to stop running from yeah. and the world didn't end when I did <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it really didn't yeah. it actually began <laughs> I know well true yes yes yeah. I feel like I've had about a million lives <laughs> oh yeah right it's so funny like just this is full circle just going back to you know when you first you know told your story and everything it's just you and I have such similar similar stories it's 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 funny how I, I think I've probably had about three people on the show now over the past few years that you know we've shared very very similar stories and yes yours and mine are extremely similar I had horrible digestive issues as a child I stuttered so I didn't want to talk to anybody I was borderline anorexic I, I just all that stuff and it's it's so liberating when you finally learn the correct way to connect with yourself again and to stop pushing away and running away from experiencing yourself like being in touch with yourself because that can be so scary especially for people that have been through major trauma. I mean, to, to really sit with yourself and really <laughs> feel into everything that you do not want to you know, experience ever again in your life, but to be able to look at it in an objective way once you learn the techniques, it's, it's so liberating and so amazing. And also to understand that all of the stuff that we're kind of saying is not to do, so the running away, the not being with, yeah. that is your body's incredibly intelligent survival response in the moment yeah. and actually loving your strategy for yeah. disconnection yeah. is probably the best access point to yeah. stillness. Yeah, absolutely. Being being aware that your, your body is this complex, organism that is doing incredible things that your consciousness cannot really comprehend and understand. I mean, there's things going on that are just so incredibly intelligent. And so there's no need to look at yourself as being faulty because you don't want to deal with things. That's a perfectly normal and intelligent response of survival that was put into us hundreds of thousands of years ago. And it served us well because we're, we're, we're staying alive. But 
there are right. certain ways that we can we can address that and we can do it in a conscious way and we can learn how to trap you know tap into our subconscious and understand those things and not and not be afraid of them anymore once we once we learn how to do it so yeah mm. so good yeah love it <laughs> mm. all right well we're nearing our time but 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 you know i always like to say thank you so much you know not just for being on the show i mean it is it is so great again that you know, Trisha, among, you know, other people that we've had in the show, I know you've had James and Emily Williams on your podcast, and we've, you know, I had James on the podcast here, and we keep great company, <laughs> and it's <Yes>. always, <laughs> it's, it, it's always so great that we get to meet new people and have them on our show, and I feel so lucky that we get to share them with the world, and I always just, you know, want to take the time to, to thank the people that do come on the show yourself especially for for doing the work that you do because I do feel like it is very very important and it is very necessary and because of people like yourself that are doing the work that you're doing I can see the shift in the world I can see how generations of people are changing because of the work that's being done because this was not done when I was younger, probably not so much when you were younger either. So it, it's very important what you're doing. So so thank you very much for all the work that you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your work as well. And thank you for the reflections and for having me on the podcast to speak to your listeners. And I think like you, I see the change. And I also see the fact that we're all meeting. I think this yeah. is something that's changing and shifting. I am yeah. starting to feel like there is a coming together of like-minded people. So I would like to say if anyone's listening to this and thinking, oh, I'm all alone in the world. It's like, yeah. you're really not. There is a, yeah. There's a gathering happening. It may be slower than we all want, because <laughs> I think we all want it yesterday. Certainly we kind of want it pre-pandemic. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it's happening slowly but surely. Things are changing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, it, it, it really always is. If you can curate your feed is what I call it now because of social yes. media. If you can if you can really curate your experience and and learn that you have the ability to do that, that you can control your external environment to support your internal desires. And if you surround yourself with amazing people and you do the work to really get in touch with yourself and learn how to heal through all the natural things that happen in our life and some of the really terrible, more kind of unnatural things, there are so many resources available. You're never alone. That's why we're here. That's why you do the work that you do. We're all here for you, everyone that's listing this right now. We're all part of something really beautiful and the world really is becoming a beautiful place. I know it doesn't seem that way sometimes if you look at Fox News or something like that, but <laughs> yeah, so don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> don't ever do that. <laughs> Stay away from that at all costs. But there is a beautiful world out there and it is really becoming an even better world thanks to all the work that people like you are doing victoria so thank you thank you thank you all right so last question knowing that we are all infinite and our powers to create do and be anything that we want to what does it mean to you to maximize your human potential i've contemplated this question a lot and i want to end human suffering it's always been my mission and I believe that a lot of what I'm building now is that. And for me, maximizing my potential, it's not a grand vision. It's a one person at a time thing because of the way I'm built. Yeah. And it's just optimizing myself has been so I can serve and just make the little differences at the coalface of my little coalface here, helping the people that are immediately around me to feel like suffering is optional. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful and, and yeah, one thing that you said that really, really resonated with me is just like being the best version of yourself. Because when you do that, when you focus on yourself and you really take care of yourself to become really, really selfish, when you do that, that is one of the most selfless things you can do. You become the best version of you and you inspire everybody around you. So beautiful, beautiful. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here again. And everybody, we're going to have all the show notes in there so you can check out everything that Victoria is up to. We'll have the links to the Unveil Academy and all the ways that you can connect with her. I know you're on social, so we'll have those links in the show notes for everybody to connect. Um, and just, yeah, thank you again so much for being here. It's been an absolute honor and privilege to have you on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and share it with the people you love most. And if you want to learn more about how you can rewire your mind to unlock your unlimited potential, then check out the Ultimate Uplevel, our results-based intensive coaching program for driven entrepreneurs ready for the Ultimate Uplevel. Until next time, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast.